everybody. Welcome to the Greg's Garage Pod with host Jason Pridmore, presented by Bike911.com. Bike911.com. It's a legal service. If you need some information, some advice, especially if you're in California, go reach out to our boy Alex Asante. Contract time coming up, folks. So if you're listening to this, you got some things you need looked at, reach out to our guy. All right, I'm Greg White, and with me, I almost said as always, but... Pretty much as always. Pretty much as always. Jason Pridmore, ladies and gentlemen. Where are you, JP? How's life? I'm great. I'm home. It's good. New Year's was solid. And yeah, what is today? Like the ninth? So it started off good. Hey, I I did what everybody does when they... uh, I'm making a comeback, G-Dub. I did what everybody does when when the New Year starts. What what does everybody do, G-Dub? You don't do it, but everybody else does. Eats right and re-eats better and exercises. <laughs> you're you're kind of halfway there, yeah. Now I I I went and joined my. Remember, did you ever go to um, my old gym with me back in the day? Yeah, yeah, because that's been it's been like closed for three years or something, and it's so convenient. Cause it's right down from my house, and uh, it reopened, so I joined there yesterday. So mm. just want to get back at it a little bit. Yeah, that's you know? good. And you got a uh, pool you could swim with that dumb ankle of yours. I wish they did. It's one thing they don't have, but we have that. They have that up at my club, so I could do it up there if I want to. Or um, you have the ocean. You could go to the Pacific Ocean. That's just over much, the hills. Never been an ocean swimmer. I don't mind it, but I've never really been that guy. Dude, Pacific is cold, man. It, it's just. Well, yeah. Yo, you want to hear something I, crazy? Hey, Dude. Atlantic ain't warm. So this is this is nuts. So um. I'm with my younger brother Jason White at Christmas time. Okay, I mean, Jeff White was there too, but we're, we were wrapping out, and basically I was on Cape Cod visiting my mom, heading back to Boston, and my dad helped build the Boston Aquarium, which is now called the New England Aquarium. Way back in the day, and the, oh, wow. the centerpiece to that aquarium is this massive tank. Okay, uh, that that you can actually like walk up on like a spiral type of walkway, and so you can see like all the fish. They have a shark in there, and and then oftentimes they have people swimming in there as well. And they're pointing stuff out. It's a really neat little, it's it's a lot smaller than I remember it being, but it's a really neat place to be. Yep. So offhand, Jason White goes, you know, there's a shark tracking app and you can really see how many great white sharks are in the area. I go, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ones that they've gotten tagged. Yeah. And so like I open up the app and you can see where all the great white sharks are. That wow. They've tagged. And we're on Cape Cod, kind of on the central south side of Cape Cod. But way up around Provincetown, which is all the way, if you look at the Cape, it looks like a boot and, the, and like a curled boot tip. And there was one one shark, this, this female shark that was just hanging around, swimming offshore, not too far. Wow. And it was like, dude, that's the only thing, man. It's the only thing about like the ocean. I've been an ocean kid forever. You know, yeah. I grew up on the water up there, sailing with my pops and stuff. But swimming in the ocean, man. Mm. I've never lived more than five minutes from the from the beach, like my entire life. When I was a kid growing up in Goleta and up by Santa Barbara, and obviously here in Ventura, I've I've always lived. I mean, Ventura is just a little beach town, yeah. And um, and I've never lived further away than five minutes. And I never fully got into it when I was younger. When I was racing, I used to I used to go out and boogie board because of my ankle, uh, my leg. I'm like, it's good good like exercise for my legs to be out in the water. And I enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, tried to get into surfing a little bit. It just never grasped me. I just felt like it was one more hobby that I just, uh, yeah, that I didn't need to add to everything else I was doing. So Yeah, I'm a more on the water kind of guy. Yeah. Than I am an in the water kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. Like lakes and stuff, I love just like, 
you know, I would go up lakes. To sh- I love like jet skiing. I love, which is going to yes. tie into supercross by the way. Cause there's a, a rookie who's on the KTM team in the 250 class who comes from yeah, that background. Yeah, what a stud, and by the way. What absolute stud. But we'll we'll talk more about that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Speaking of that, in this podcast, you know, we're going to be talking about Supercross because Supercross started, and uh, we're going to talk about a little controversy as to, you know, who won and and what people are calling them. And I'm going to clear that up for you people. I don't even know what you're talking you know, about. So this you know good. exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah? We were texting about it, and I was getting all pissed about it. Mm. Anyway. So, um, yeah, and then we're going to talk a little uh, fantasy because, uh, you know, listen, for the first week, Jay, we had, a, we had a bunch of people, like 130 people jump into the league, which was great considering that you and I only really promoted it online that like that day. Yeah, two pretty hours bad. Before. We're so we bad. still want people to jump into the league for yeah. sure, and we'll yeah. talk more about that. Um, and then we're going to talk about, of course, some news presented by Rye, so we'll get into that right now. Well, let's see here. Arise proprietary one-piece multi-density EPS liner was developed to precisely position the most appropriate density for each part of the liner. This indispensable technique is an absolute necessity for producing a form that maximizes quote-unquote glancing off, or in other words, a shell that is round and smooth. If you don't know what that is, then go visit AriAmericas.com and learn more about glancing off and the principles behind that and how it protects your head. It's the Arai difference, people. AriAmericas.com. Okay. So to our first news item here, I should probably turn this music down. Do you ever have dreams about that music? Maybe nightmares waking up going, I can't believe I got to hear G-Dub's voice again. <laughs> uh, look, as we get closer to the beginning of this Moto America season, teams are starting to get their stuff sorted out. And Twin Cup National Champ Blake Davis and his N2 bobblehead Moto Racing team are moving up to Super Sport on Yamaha R6s. I know that you're a fan of the way Blake Davis races, Jason, but what are your thoughts about him and the N2 team on our sixes moving up to Supersport? It's great. I mean, look, you have a capable, you have a very, very capable kid there. Um, kind of a little quiet, like assassin almost, because he's not really a vocal kid. Um, just gets about and does his business, does his thing. I really love that about him and shows an incredible uh, IQ when he's out there on the track and when he's racing and riding against guys. So, um, no, I'm I'm super proud to, to see him ju- make that jump. Won a couple uh, Twins Cup championships last two years, and it's just that it's that time for him, isn't it, to just to make that jump? It definitely is. And one thing I do want to note, nothing that we say on this podcast is official by any stretch of the imagination, especially when we're talking about Moto America. <clears throat> but I do want to make note that everything that I've heard, JP, mm-hmm. as of right now, the new Suzuki GSX-8R, you know, which is that new 800 motor, mm-hmm. is going. it's an 800 twin, which is a seven-something twin. It, it, we're, we're days away from getting a press release about the homologation of that bike for the Twins Cup class. Oh, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so no, I mean, you know, the, I think the SV650 will still be homologated. Yeah. But at this point, why? Why? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know what, Jay? Before we move on to the next news item that I actually have in the rundown, I do want to make a comment. So a lot of you may have seen that Triumph, and I don't know if Jason, if you saw this, but Triumph launched a new Daytona 660, and it kind of came out yesterday. It was like you know, hit the hit the news wires yesterday. So Jay, this is a, a triple CC. 660 Triumph Daytona. So it's a fully fared sport bike. It's going to be, I think their only fully fared bike in, you know, like in their, in their lineup. That's a middleweight bike for sure. Yeah. 
Now, what Cycle World is saying in, in the article that they posted is that this bike is designed as a street bike to compete with the Yamaha R7, Honda CBR650, Kawasaki Ninja650, and this Suzuki GS, GSX-8R bike. And they talked about pricing. It's going to be basically the cheapest of all those bikes, by the way. Now, Jay, the thing is, is it comes in at like 94 horsepower, okay? Yep. So I called uh, Teague Dane uh, for, you know, from Moto America, the technical guru who, who writes all the rules and everything. And I quickly asked him about this bike in terms of a bike like this, making it into Moto America, there's only one class possibly that it would compete in. And that would be the hooligans class. Interesting. Now, the only reason it would compete because the, the street triple, which is 765, is legal for hooligans. So he's like, I don't know why you would want to race this bike in hooligans. One of the biggest rules is the, the triple clamp. So stock-wise, to make hooligans, you can't have clip-ons. So the definition of a clip-on basically is something that clips on to the fork tube underneath the triple clamp. Mm-hmm. This motorcycle has its handlebars on top of the triple clamp. It's not extended necessarily, right? Yeah. So in terms of like horsepower and all the requirements, it would meet the requirement to be in hooligans. Yep. But it doesn't fit anywhere else in the Moto America lineup. It's not a super sport bike. You would have to modify the engine and get it more horsepower because Super Sport is a class that is somewhere in the range of 125 to 135. So taking a 94 horsepower triple, you'd have to dump a lot of money. They already have a bike Triumph does homologated for the class. So if you are interested or, or, or thinking about this particular bike as a race bike, in terms of what Moto America has to offer, it kind of doesn't fit really anywhere. You know, it's a triple, right. so it's not a twin. Yeah. Though on the street, it's going to compete with, you know, the, those twin bikes. But like, you know, if you, if you look at the R7, it's it's like $100 cheaper than the R7J, but it's got like, I don't know, 15 more horsepower or something like wow. that than the R7 does. Yep. So it's a very interesting move by Triumph. And it also shows you that I think a lot of the manufacturers are looking at the the way motorcycles are being consumed. And they're not looking at, like, where does this bike fit into a race category? Considering right. it's the only fully fared middleweight bike the Triumph's going to have. Yeah. They didn't build it to go racing. They built it to be a $9,165, something like that, street bike. Relatively inexpensive for, for what you get. Yeah, and it looks true. good. Yeah. Looks, looks really I haven't good. seen it yet, Greg, so I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, I'll send you a link to it, Jay, yep. um, so you can take a look at it. But very interesting bike. But anyway, back to the news we have that we're talking about in the rundown. And we're staying with Moto America. Uh, in the in the junior cup category, uh, Bartcon Racing is back for another season, and they're going to field Eli Block. Jay, you remember Eli Block? I right? do. He stormed out of the scene last year, yep. won a couple races in Jersey. They're also going to field the young Matthew Chapin. Now it's spelled C H A P E N, but I listened to an interview with him, and he pronounces it Chapin, not Chapin. Okay. So Matthew Chapin. He's he's been in that that one year North American Talent Cup, which happened two years ago. He's done some Weira stuff. He's 15 years old, so he's you know one to keep an eye on, young yeah. up and coming kid. So and I, I from the press release, I don't know if you read the press release that Barcon sent out. It kind of indicated to me that the owner of that team was like, "I'm done with Moto America." And then Eli Black comes in and wins a couple races, and then obviously the Chapin kid coming up. So he's, he's roped back in back the in. Yeah. So and they've been think? around for a while. I think it's great. It's, we need teams like that to stick around, stay in there. And, uh, Eli did a good job at his home race and, uh, proved that he'd go out and win races. So that's going to sit with him during the whole off season. And hopefully he can come back and put a good solid year together with a team that's proven to had some success in the past. So, uh, let's see if he can do it. 
All right, let's talk about World Superbike J because there's testing coming up in two weeks on the 24th, which is a Wednesday, I think, and a 25th, which is a Thursday. Uh, they're going to Jerez. And um, let's talk about the list of who's going to be testing because, yeah. I mean, tell me who's not going to be there, right? So if, if you haven't heard our podcast in the last couple of months, I guess that some of this news might be a little shocking to you. But the so the Kawasaki factory team will be there. That's Lowe's and Axel Bassani who moved yeah. over. The BMW assortment of riders is going to be there. So you're going to have Top Rack, Vandemark, Bradley Smith will be there as one of the test riders, if you heard the podcast, as well as Sylvain Gintoli. So those four riders are going to be on track. Sam Lowe's, your boy, is going to be there with the Mark BDS team. That's a Ducati. Odell will be there on the GMT 94 team. Remy Garner, obviously GYTR, you know, that's yep. the old... Uh, um, old Garrett Gerloff team. Yeah. So Gardner and, and Dominica Gerder, they're going to be there. Yeah. Trucci will be on his Barney spark racing team. And we didn't mention this. I don't think in the podcast, but Tito Rabat is signed with Pachetti racing Kawasaki. So Tito Rabat's going to be back. Johnny Ray and Locatelli on those Patty Yamahas, Bautista and Bulaga, uh, on the Nicolo Bulaga, you know, yeah. won the, won the super sport world championship, got moved up to the Ducati Aruba team. And was know, super impressive, by the way, in his first test. Yeah, he was really impressive. So yeah, really impressive. You know, Bulaga was a guy who, in his kind of rookie Moto Two year, um, you know, we were talking to um, Robertino Pietri. He said all the way back then, that's probably what six years ago, maybe. And yeah. he was just like, "Would you watch Bulaga, man? He's a stud, and he's got it." It just has taken him a little while to find his footing, and it seems like he's going to be going really good. Uh, Andrea Iannone, after a four-year suspension, is back. He's on the Go 11 team. The Bonovo Action team with Gerloff and Redding, they're going to be there testing as well. Uh, and then Xavi Vierge and Likawona on that Team HRC uh, bikes will be there. And then Ruben Rinaldi moves over to Moto Corsa. In addition to that, you're going to have Stefan Brottle will be there on the HRC MotoGP test bike. So that is a wow. ton, a That's ton, a ton. Of yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff, but yeah, you've stuff. been around like Jerez. Is it a good yeah. testing track? I mean, I, is it, you know, it, it's not yeah. like a Daytona track. Like it's, does it have all the, or most of the elements you need to get yeah. a good test out of there? It's got all the ingredients that you need. It's got fast turns, slow turns. Um, it's got real heavy braking in a few different spots. So yeah, Jerez was an amazing circuit. It was, uh, when I rode there last year, I, I was astounded by how, when you, I don't know how to explain it, Greg. You know how, like, when you go to tracks, it seems like whenever I've gone to tracks my entire life, there's always, like, one turn at that track that I'm not a fan of. And there's only a few tracks I've ever been to that grasp me in a way where, like, wow, there's no turns here that I don't like. Like, everything everything flows really good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with the track. It's just an individual personal thing, you know? There could be, you know, there could be a, you know, you could love a track um, that, that you love every corner in, but I might go to the same track and love the track, but there's one corner that gives me trouble or whatever. Jerez was one of those places where it was tricky, but every turn and everything, the way it's laid out was just incredible. You know, um, Bruno was like that for me when I'd go race over at Bruno and check, it was like that. Um, Suzuka used to be that way. And then they, then they changed some places at Suzuka where eh, it's just, couple like the chicanes and stuff are, are a little bit shitty philip island yeah philip island's incredible corner like, i can think of that i would so, change and there's there's nothing there that i would change for me like everything about that place so jerez was a little bit like that i think you know 
that along with the weather in that southern region of Spain down there where Jerez is um, makes it really good for those guys to be able to go testing. And, you know, we're always bragging out here in California about how we can ride year round, you know, especially at Chuckwalla. You know, I'm heading out to Chuckwalla uh, tomorrow uh, or Friday and the weather's going to be great, you know, for nine days out there. It's going to be perfect. And that's kind of what Spain is like right now. A lot of people go do track days still in the winter out there. Yeah, I, I, I know Chuck Walla, Jeff White's on his way out he, every day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is where I'm flying. This is where I'm going. This is a, uh, I'll get a message. You know, now we might be doing Tuesday, so I got to I gotta redo all my flights. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> he's a beaut. He's, a, he's something else. He is a beaut. Yeah, so that's going to be good. So we'll, we'll obviously be yeah. talking about that in a couple of weeks. We'll have the breakdown of, of who's doing what. And uh, there's a couple of things I'm super excited to see. I mean, obviously... You know the development of the of the the BMW goes into freaking full effect because they're bringing both their test riders to the yep. mix. Plus, you have Top Rack on there, so I'm I'm sure that they're going to be throwing a ton of stuff just based on Top Rack's feedback from the limited time he had on the bike, and I mean limited time he's had on the bike since he got on that BMW, and then what Johnny Ray is going to be able to do on that Yamaha. Um, I saw the quote that Scott Rod- Redding said something about like, and it could have just been like a a quote grasp, you know, out there where, you know, they might've just taken it out of context, but he's like, he said, it was something to the point of like top racks better than I thought he was or something like that. Or maybe top <laughs> rack is better than I gave him credit for or something like that. And I'm sitting there thinking really like you didn't already kind of have that built up. Like, I mean, top Man. racks built a little bit different and, and like now they're saying that it's the same stuff that we heard Garrett talking about last year about the BMW doesn't break well when the rear wheels in the air and it comes back down Redding saying the same. So they're all very keen to see what's going to happen with that bike and the development of the BMW as it moves forward. Cause it sounds like top rack says it's fast enough and all that stuff, but nobody's been able to quite figure out how to keep a tire under that thing over longevity. So the thing that'll come out of this test, Greg, which will be good. The only problem is, is that it will be cooler than probably when they race there is, yeah. is tire life longevity. I know that's one of the things with the Cowies that we always talk about with those guys, Johnny and, and Alex would go there in, in the winter and they could do race distances and the tires would be amazing. But then all of a sudden they go back there and it's 10 degrees hotter. Um, and it, the longevity, the lasting of it isn't as good. So that'll be the key with BMW. And I think having all those test riders trying a bunch of different things is the key. And by the way, if you don't follow Jonathan Ray's YouTube channel, go, go check it out. He posted kind of a Q and a thing and, and, that he did, you know, answering some questions off the internet. And it was interesting because obviously someone asked him the question, what's the difference between the Cowie and the Yamaha? And he even says, look, I'm contractually obligated. My guess is through the life of the, these contracts for him not to compare them back to back. But he did say, this is what I like about the Yamaha, which was like a roundabout way of basically saying, these are the things that were deficits to the Kawasaki. So it's, it's I'm not going to even try to paraphrase it because I only watched it once. But I would definitely go check it out if you're interested in World Superbike and some of his comments about what he likes about the Yamaha because it's an interesting bit. And, you know, getting him Q&A anyway is entertaining. I mean, he's just very very open about it, and and it's always good. So uh, other than anything else that you might have, Jay, that's all I have for our news presented by Arai. No, I still think, Greg, that there's going to be some other stuff starting to come out here in the next couple weeks about our series um, I know we have a little bit of time, but man, Daytona will be here before we even know it. I mean, we're almost halfway through the month of January already. 
and uh, which it's going to go by quick. So I think and that look, you and I are. And by the way, everybody, Jason and I are hearing rumors about who's got rides and who doesn't. So yeah, it, yeah. Like, if you're concerned about Matthew Skultz getting a ride or where he's going to land, that news will be revealed here in the next couple of weeks, if not sooner. So yeah, and know, other and people other too, in in mm-hmm. things that are coming together and who's going to be doing what, and um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out. But Greg, that round one, a one was this last weekend and I, I believe it's usually it was it's usually like second week of Jan. I thought they normally did it, but uh it's, it's, it's the first Saturday of the year. Yeah. It felt That's like it. It, so it, sometimes it falls a little bit sooner than others. Yeah, it was it came upon us really quickly. But uh I don't think to anybody's surprise Jet Lawrence goes out and wins by seven point one seconds over Jason Anderson and Chase Sexton who ends up third on his new ride. So Chase Sexton Puts that thing on the podium some almost 14 seconds back, though. Greg, Aaron Plessinger put in a good night. Fourth, Dylan Fernandez on his new Phoenix Racing Honda ended up fifth. Cooper Webb, who looked strong, Greg. I mean, he did look strong. He was up there racing with Anderson. Those guys were kind of keeping Jet Lawrence honest at about two and a half, three seconds. And then they got together as far as doing a little bit of passing. That gap opened up, and then Cooper ended up falling over. So Cooper Webb ends up picking his bike up and ending up sixth. Barsha seventh. Uh, Justin Cooper, um, another Monster Energy rider, ends up eighth. Eli Komak, ninth. A1's never been the greatest for him, and I think that there was a lot of hype about him coming back. Um, that said, when you look at the sheets, he was almost a full second off of Jet Lawrence's best lap, and he was 54 seconds back at the end. Ken Roxon rounds out your top 10 after getting tangled up at the start. He looked like he had some pace. The two heat race winners, Greg, were Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon. So, I think that had people said, you know, who are going to be the, the the two heat race winners, I'm sure Jet's name would have been thrown out there. Uh, Eli's name would have been thrown out there, but it was Roxon and Cooper Webb. I don't know. There's a lot of lot of little things to take away, I guess. Um, I feel like we're going to have to do some searching this year in Supercross because I think that we're in one of those years right now where unless one guy screws up, he's going to win three quarters of the races, and that's Jet Lawrence. The other thing is, is that obviously, not that I was expecting this, Jay, but it yeah. hasn't changed. It's like the starts everything. You know, if you look at the heat race and Kenny Rocks and his win in the heat race, it was like it's the start, you know, that that, that yeah. got him in the position. And then it's that first couple laps of grinding out that one second, 1.3 second deal. And you're just like, come on already. You know, like there's no reason why Roxon, in my opinion, goes off to a heat race win and then comes back and, you know, ends up in 10th place. And not that he's one minute and five seconds down, Jay. Yeah. It's that his best lap was his best lap was over a second off of Jets. That's you know? right. So let, let's talk about this thing that we were debating about. So some people hear Lee Diffie say that he's the first rookie to win on debut. Okay. But some people think that he's saying he's the first rookie to win. You know, and then people are like, no, this guy did it and that guy did it. He said win on debut. He didn't say that Jet was a rookie. And that's the thing that I'm just like, you got to listen to what the dude's saying. Don't poop on him and think you know better. There was a whole thread of people that were like, this was Kenny Roxon's, you know, uh, rookie year, and he ends up winning blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No, that was Ken Roxon's first year full-time in the series. But I went and took me two seconds, and I go back to 2000. Uh, 11, and I see where Kenny Roxon had had done one Supercross race, did another one in 2012 
or did two in 2012. Like, remember, I texted you and had written that stuff down. Like, so there, you and I have been through this in road racing many times. Okay. Do you call Chavi Forez a rookie? His no. first race in super sport, right? Well, no, like it was Danilo Petrucci was considered a rookie, a rookie in super which, which is the joke, right? I mean, it's the right. fact, the fact that that terminology gets brought up with guys like that. I mean, look, Jed already went out and won that world supercross, whatever it was last year. Right. Um, but and, it, and, but it and, wasn't, it wasn't supercross. It wasn't the supercross series. I get it. Series. It's the first that's monster why, energy supercross, right. whatever. I get yeah, it. Yeah. So that's, he's saying on, on his debut in the class on a 450. Right. But I think that, that when, and it's not Lee's fault, he's not stating anything that's not factual. It's just, it's, it's a little, um, what's the word, Greg? You and I could look at it and we both laugh about like Danilo Petrucci's a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie in Moto America Superbike. Okay, but he's not really a, a rookie. You know what I mean? It's no, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's. So, I mean, it's so, just a way to hype. It's just hype. It's, it's, it, and you, it's you could say maybe it's sensationalistic in a way, but it's hype. It's true, but it's kind of like irrelevant in a way. Well, it's like you look at a rookie as somebody that has never ridden a superbike before, jumping up into the superbike class and going out and and. Right, we had this problem you know with Nicky I mean? Hayden, if you remember, Jay, because like when he was on Hypercycle, I think it was, or no, yeah, was it Hypercycle or was he on? I think on Hypercycle, he, you guys, went and raced a superbike race on the 750 Supersport bikes for some reason. Okay, before that thing got canceled, when he gets into Superbike, yeah. There was a debate whether he was a rookie because he rode one race on a 750 Supersport spec machine. And he didn't win Rookie of the Year because of that. So, yeah. So, Nikki, right, let me go over this again. So, yeah. so, so, Nikki ends up, you know, on a 750 Supersport bike in Superbike. Probably, I think it was because of practice or something. Practice, Crazy. exactly what it was. It was practice Greg. time. Yeah. But he's registered as being in the race or being in the class or whatever. And then two years later, he goes and, and he's a rookie and real rookie right. in Superbike. And they didn't give him rookie of the year, as I remember it, because he had participated in one Superbike race. That's before. exactly right. And and, that, and and what basically that means is, Greg, Greg we used to ride our Supersport bikes in practice. But I remember there was a couple times where... Nikki didn't quite have it sorted out, so he wanted to go out and put the laps in. So he went out in Superbike race on his 750 Super Sport bike, to your point, yep. and that was what it was. And and so then by the time he gets an actual Superbike ride, factory HRC Honda, blah, 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 he's not a rookie. But imagine being a Supercross fan, like a hard, hardcore, diehard Supercross fan, seeing Jet go over to Paris and win the races over there, <laughs> yeah. and traveling and winning all of what he won last year on a 450 he won the outdoors on a 450 and and you're you're a true supercross fan next thing you know they're calling him a rookie and you're like come on man like like but that's the thing he didn't he just said on debut he didn't I call get him it I get it on, on debut and yeah. I think the hardest thing too is is like for someone like me is I know the hype train I know you want to say Jet's great but you he, the guy's making his debut race in supercross and you're yeah. already lumping him in with Carmichael McGrath Eli Tomac you know what I'm saying? Like, but again, and, and, that, yeah. And I'm like, hey, let's let's slow down a smidge. But that kind of goes back to what he's accomplished already. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. That's why like, they're comfortable doing it. Like, it's not like he's gone out on a 450 for his first race and waxed everybody, right? It's not like what's happened here. We've seen him already on a 450 and what he's done and going undefeated and outdoors and just smoking everybody there. It's not even close. 
And it's the same thing here when you and I and Chuck were all kind of texting during the race. It's like, I feel like he was just kind of keeping it at two and a half, three seconds. Cause the second it went like to 1.9 seconds, boom, next lap around, it was two and a half seconds again. Like it was almost like let's win, but let's be smart about how we're doing it. Let's not, let's not, you know, let's just keep it where we need to keep it. And that's it. And that's, I don't, I mean, Look, it's Great. hard though for him. It, it this first race, it was hard for him to keep his focus. He made a couple mistakes that almost had him on the ground. Yeah, but know? that's. I just think that that's Supercross. I, I yeah, I agree I, with that. I think that Supercross is, is just so gnarly that if your timing is just a tiniest bit off at all, that's you know that's where the problems set in there. So you know, it's funny when you look back in the field even and you see how loaded it is because Greg, I mean. Malcolm Stewart on his comeback ride, 11th. Cian Cirillo, who I'm getting a little bit concerned with now. Like, AC is one of our favorite, favorite guys. And I I just don't know. I, I don't know if all the injuries in the past years have just caught up to him. And now he's riding around at a certain pace. But, I mean, Greg, he was over a minute back. Um, over a minute back. You know what I would love to see, Jason? I would love to see somebody basically take these results mm-hmm. and see how many times the back markers have made the field. This feels like this is such a strong group of people. Yeah. For those that are kind of like on the teetering edge, like the Cade Clayson's and the now Freddie Norens and the, you know, like how hard is it? So you have 22 people taking the gate and you had 50, 61 people enter basically pay an entry fee and only 22 make it. And there, there are some people that aren't even close to being, you know, like, and it, it's you're right. It now now with that said, that's race number one. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and you right, know, the by, by, start by to halfway, dwindle. Yeah, by unfortunately, and this sucks about Supercross by halfway through the season, and that's why as a privateer, it's almost like you got to stick it out this part of the season where you're not making mains and hope you have a good, you know, like a good enough sponsor that they're going to say, hey, look, and you turn to them and say, look, by halfway through the season, we're we're right on the bubble, and a couple of these people are going to be injured, and we're going to start making mains. You know, right. and we're we're going to start winning LCQs, or you know, we're we're going to be able to get right into the program, and and that's where it is. But if you look at these names, I mean, it is to have a guy like Kenny Roxon who wins, to have Mal, you know, tenth Malcolm Stewart, seeing Cirillo in twelfth. What you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's just it's 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 going to be a Wilson, tough one. You know, Justin Hill fourteenth. Justin yeah. Hill uh, just a couple of years ago, the dude was on top of the world, right? Dean yep. Wilson in sixteenth, Shane McElrath, seventeenth, yep. yep. Kyle Chisholm. You know, it's, it's, know. it's, it's going to be, it's a deep field and it'll start to, unfortunately it will start to thin out. Cause you know, there's going to be inevitable injuries here and there. And that's what the Supercross championship's all about. But when you look at somebody like jet, who looks technically right. like superior right now, like it and looks like it's easy time and comfortable yeah, yeah, all yeah. this. And how about his brother not making the main? I mean, that's gotta that be, was... I mean, that's brutal for him. It's, it's when you sit there and you think about the hype of the two brothers, both riding factory Hondas now and, and stuff. And Hunter just, you know, he kind of got Vince freezed at the beginning of the, of, the, of his heat race and freezing. I, I, listen, I don't think it was Vince's. Fault. I don't think it was either. I, I don't either. I definitely it's don't. It's just, it's just, it's, it was him. So, I mean, if it was anybody else, they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, but it's, yeah, it's but James, and, James Stewart did you know. say something too, Jay. It, that was really actually, it, it, it kind of was just a one moment comment, but it really summed it up. It's really difficult to have a, a starting corner that's a right-hander because of where your feet are. So it's, it's, it's with the right-hand corners, it's 
more difficult, Stuart was saying, to get the bike slowed down. You know, because of where you have your shifter and, you, and your brake lever and everything else. Left-hand starts tend to be better for faster riders because they can position themselves better. People can get slowed down. So that's why it becomes jumbled up. Interesting. And yeah. Yeah. I, I heard him say that in one of the comments in the heat race. Okay. Which, by the way, I thought without Carmichael there, I thought Stu did okay. Did but great. I, I, yeah. I think it's I think it's better when the both of them are, are in there. Yeah. You know, people don't give you enough credit. Like, it's not easy being an analyst and being able to carry the analyst position all by yourself all the time. I mean, that's why if you look at NASCAR, a Formula One, you know, in, in IndyCar and stuff, they have multiple analysts in there because they're going to see things from different perspectives. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not easy. It's 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 not. And I think Stuart does an amazing job. And hopefully He's great. I sent a quick little note to Ricky and he got back to me on, you know, I know I knew he was not well. I don't know if you saw the video of him. It was pretty gnarly, but no um, yeah, no, you could go, go check out his, uh, Instagram. Um, he had, I'm not exactly sure what was wrong with him, but they showed him in hospital with like tubes and stuff going up his nose and what like, the... yeah, he wasn't well. So, uh, that's why he kind of took himself out of it. He did say what it was. I listened to it and, but I can't honestly remember. I just can't remember. So in the yeah, 250 class, so hopefully he's good. 250 class, RJ Hampshire won over Jordan Smith and Levi kitchen. Shimoda ended up fourth, but again, ah, look, Shimoda looked like, he looked two like tenths, a, two I tenths. Know. My boy was almost on the box. He looked like the fastest guy there. But again, the thing that plagues him is starts. It's the same thing as when he was riding for uh pro circuit. So I think that um, for Joe, he, he arguably is the fastest guy. Him and RJ Hampshire are going to have some battles. Cause I think Hampshire is going to be the guy that, that feels like this is his year. He should win the championship. Uh, Volan ends up fifth and looks strong in his heat race. He ends up fifth, about eight seconds back. And then Julian Bimmer, the kid that you were talking about, Greg, on the Red Bull KTM factory team, he, man, looked fast and confident all night long. 17 years old, comes from water sports, right? So you said yeah, like Yeah, from jet ski racing, I believe is what they yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he ended up sixth. March Banks, Mitch Oldenburg ended up eighth. Ryder D ended up ninth. Carson Mumford ended up 10th. So, you know, when you look at this again, this is going to be another season of 250 West Coast um, that's going to be interesting. But you really got to feel like it's RJ Hampshire, Shimoda, Jordan Smith. Uh, now he's, you know, back with, you know, he's riding for uh, Monster Energy uh, Star Racing uh, and Kitchen. Those are the top five, I think, that are going to be the tough guys. It'll be interesting to see how this kid does on the KTM as he continues to acclimate himself. Yeah. And if you want to see like rising stars, obviously, especially towards the back of the pack, this is, this is the names that are going to be coming up, you know, so the Wagemans of the world, the Yoders of the world, you know, those guys. So, uh, yeah, interesting race, typical supercross. There was hardly any racing. I mean, obviously the Levi kitchen, Joe Shimoda thing at the end of the race where Shimoda had caught him and it was really close. I mean, kitchen ends up 5.0 seconds behind the leader and Joe ends up 5.2. So it's, it's, you know, and, and that two tenths of a second, I mean, the way, the way Supercross is that real tight left-hand corner over the jump, you know, that think about two tenths. It's like, wop, wop, yeah, a little it's bit nothing, of Wilson it? and it's two tenths. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. I'm looking forward to it. The next one is going to be next this weekend coming up in San Francisco. Yeah. I haven't looked at the weather yet up there. It could be, I know there was a storm coming through the North. So, um, yeah, sometimes that San Francisco race can be a bit of a mess, can be a bit of a, a slop show. So, All right, let's talk about our fantasy. So what happened was, it, and I don't really know what's <laughs> happened to this total, Jay. There was like, um, you know, the, the 
uh, pulp fantasy thing was supposed to charge. And I think there's a misconception out there. I think you can play it on the free version. You're just not allowed to get any gifts if you're in one of those states that's blocked. I don't understand. Like, how is how is RM Fantasy different than Pulp? And these are all I, questions that you and I would have to delve into and figure out. And yeah, I, I don't know. Because I don't know, I don't know RM, RM's giving away stuff. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't really know what's going on. So uh anyway, so rmfantasysx.com RM is where we have our stuff, okay? So it the link is in the description of this podcast. Jason and I both have posted things about it and we'll we'll do it again for the next couple of weeks. We'll post, you know, day of and and remind people the name of the league that we have created or the group so you want to scroll down to the middle. There's normally like a video on how to play or a video of highlights. You're going to have the results are going to be next. And then you're going to have group play. You go down to group, go down to the bottom where it says browser join groups. You can type in Greg's Garage pod with Jason Pridmore. It's apostrophe S, Greg's Garage. You should be able to find it. Um, Jay, right off the bat, I mean, you know, our group as yeah. a group didn't do great. I mean, we're listed 5,390 out of 13,225 groups. That's insane to me, but the leader of our group is 306th overall. Uh, that's Scott 19. And then Co- Cody Wyman ended up uh second Derek keys third. So I know a couple of those guys got it. I got a good one for you real quick. You got, you want to, you want a quick story? Good. Sure. One. So Kyle, Stinkless. Kyle, Kyle Wyman, Cody, and Raspoli. We were all on this little group text. Cody wasn't really part of it. And, of course, Kyle says something about, like, um, you know, every week a winner. Like, let's, let's get it interesting. I'm like, all right, $10 a week between the four of us. The winner gets 10 bucks a guy and then overall gets 100 bucks for, like, championship between the four of us. And Raspoli, dude, you should have seen him. I can't run with you, sharks. I can't do it. We're like Raspoli is ten bucks a week. Like <laughs> you could do this for ten bucks a week. I'm it's out. Factory he's now. like he's out. So Kyle and I are razzing him. Cody hasn't chimed in at this point. So after the race stuff is done, James is the guy with the highest total, or so we thought. So me and Kyle are razzing him about. I basically said, all right, this is your last chance. Do you want me to send you this ten dollars? Me and Cody. Kyle are all going to send you your $30 up right off the bat. Right. So yeah. Raspoli's like, I'm in, of course. Of course. So I send him money. Kyle sends him money. Cody chimes in. A, I don't even know how long later. And Cody actually scored more than any of us. So oh, Raspoli really? had to refund money. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so Cody's leading our little group, but yeah. Raspoli's got got drawn in. I saw you weren't doing too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so like the, the top score okay. was, was was Scott O nineteen at sixty seven points. Yeah, CWYMN, which I'm not even going to pronounce out loud, um, is sixty three. Keys was at fifty. Right, so kind of third place is fifty points, and there was a ton of us who got forty five points. So basically, fifth all the way down to twenty second, we had forty five points. We got a so, bunch of good names again. Yeah, we do. Suzuki S one thousand stink whistle. Yeah, Masshole's <laughs> favorite favorites. Yeah, Love that Masshole's favorite. One. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. No, there's a there's yeah there's a bunch. G Dub thirteen. That's my favorite. Yeah, what a squid. What squid? Squid. Squidly diddly. Yeah, JP and Greg hold hands. My buddy Rusty's still in it. Okay, so, Rusty. 
Yep. Yeah. So how many we end up? 126 yeah. people are, are in. So feel free to join. Um, the, you know, we're going to have prizes. So Arai Helmet. Also, the winner is going to get that um, A1 for 2025, uh, you know, like tickets from Arai. You got to get yeah, yourself there cool. yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But that'll be cool from them. And then we'll have some Dunlop tires to give away, too, when I get off my bum and talk to Dunlop about what exactly we're going to give away uh, for, for that giveaway. But I think we'll be able to do top three. You see who's in 55th? 55th place. Let's go ahead and scroll down to 55th and see what we have. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg's Garage Donut Bod. Oh, yep. my Bravo. That's pretty good. Oh, my boy Steve Anderson from Archery. He ended up joining our group too. That's cool. Yeah. Nice of him. Yeah, a bunch of us at 35. I'm at 35. JP didn't sponsor me. I'm sorry. I will. What do you need? Tell me what you need. No, don't. So. Don't. Gambling <laughs> advice? He'll give you that free all day. Hey, I'm up this year. X-Pro Baby Maker. That's that's one of my favorites right that's there. X-Pro Baby Maker. So you're coming at 35 points, Jay. So you're, 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 you're back there tied in your 60th. Yep. I, I don't know exactly how they determine like the tiebreakers. <laughs> Greg sucks donut holes. <laughs> JP on par. Look at these guys. They're they're it's very Dude, good. Very wicked good. Mass hole. Wicked mass hole. Wicked Bravo. Mass hole. Oh my god, wicked mass hole. I swear to God. Don't, uh, don't don't let me start talking about Greg's garage donut bod. JP that, that, steals Greg's donuts. There's some good ones. There's some so. good ones. Yeah. What so is wrong with the people that listen to this podcast? Oh my Greg God. sucks donut holes. I, Kyle's can you, can 105th. you mark that as a favorite? Kyle's 105th. Wyman. Hmm. Wow. He's listen, if you like didn't that. if you didn't pick Jet Lawrence to win the first race, you're a donut hole. Well that the problem with this one, this is so this is why I'm gonna miss pulp, because you can't really pick the same guys two times in, you know in a row. So in pulp you can't. Here in you pulp can. you can't. This one is like every week Jet Lawrence is going to be the winner, and then it's just that's. I, <laughs> that's I mean, it. how you, many... just, you you literally just <sighs> made it so the universe goes all right. Jason just said Jet Lawrence is going to win, so now because he's gonna he, the way he's gonna, right, who's going to are you jumping off? When will you not have if you don't have Jet Lawrence as a winner, and he doesn't win, and your guy does, you're going to be gaining a lot of points on people. So that's that's the good. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like football. It. So the first stadium that we go to that is a closed dome stadium. What one might that be? Indy? I don't know. Uh, I I gotta look at the schedule again. I know Dallas is six. Yeah, well, they, I'm sure they'll Around close the roof. Hopefully, well, seven. they might leave the roof open for Dallas if the weather's good. Then yeah. all the exhaust get out of there. But Indy, though, I think you're right. Indy's the first one. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go. It's closed air. He's an outdoor rider. He swept everything outdoor. The, the soil's not going to have the outside humidity. It's going to be is controlled that, for three days. Is that days. what you're going to – everybody listen to I don't to know. I'll, over, I'll, I'll, I'll overanalyze it just for some stupid yeah, reason. Why not? You're funny. Just you're to entertain funny. myself. You're, yeah. you're Listen, you're 100% right. So I like RM because now if if I forget, which which thank goodness, this, this on the archery front, I have this dude, Travis, who's a friend of mine, and he was like two hours before. I was in the middle of doing something. He was like, did you get your picks in? I was like – I was Because yeah, it's early now. Yeah. I was in, Yeah, I was like, it's doesn't the race start like two hours earlier than it used to, or at least an hour? Because I think the race was over at 11 East. No, it was like 3, because it usually starts at 7 o'clock at night. It started at 4.30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, was, yeah, it's, obviously it's, it's much they did better it for the East Coast. East. It's I think way we were better. done at yeah. 11, and that's a decent hour, even on a Saturday night, you know? Especially yeah, it's way better your age. Way. way better. So, so the advantage is, is that if you skip, your, your picks from last week automatically roll over. Uh, this week's wild card is 15th place, by the way. So the wild yeah. card changes each week. Last week it was 10th. This week it's 15th. I'm looking at it now. So you, if as long as you get a team in, 
yeah. you're good. So my recommendation, what you do is if you're thinking about it and you're listening to this podcast and you have access to listening to it at the same time, like literally just pick a team right now. That way, if for some reason you're busy Saturday and you forget about it, at least you're going to have picks in. Yeah. You know? yep. And then if they carry over and that's why, you know, Jonathan Ray. Oh, whoops. I don't know if you guys heard that, but something just yep. fell over on my desk. But That's Jonathan great. Ray was in our was in our league because of that. So we yeah. got to we got I got to send him a text and say hey, we're doing RM again. So jump on board and let's see what you got. Yeah, big baby. Yeah, he'll be like, well, I just got to pick all Yamaha riders. No, he wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't do that. Uh, anyway, do that. so yeah, so let's um, so yeah, that's the good news. The bad news is, or the thing that is not as fun is obviously having the risk of trying to get these back markers. You know, the the higher um handicapped riders 16 handicap 15 handicap yeah trying to take the risk of getting a points haul and getting them into that that final that's the thing i do miss because now you're not really invested you're like did all my guys get in right that was the joke in our in our text thread because we're doing rm fantasy that's right that's right yeah well anyway maybe maybe if if pulp ends up still free for some reason maybe we'll jump into it i don't know yeah i don't know i i'm bummed that it didn't work out so anyways we don't have really a lot to talk about uh, nope, that's even going it. into next week. So that's pretty much it. And thanks for all you guys for uh, being loyal listeners. We'll uh, maybe we get a couple guys on the podcast next week, Greg. I'll be at Chuckwalla. Um, I'll be at Chuckwalla next week. So I'll have to bring all my stuff with me and we'll kill it next Tuesday or whatever day we decide to do it. And um, maybe there's a, there's a few people out there. Maybe I can get them to jump on with us a little bit and uh, and we'll go from there. So Till next week, everybody, enjoy your week. Enjoy Supercross on Saturday, and we'll talk to you. See you later.